0: I'm Eric Windsor. And I'm not. And welcome to Gut Check, the show where we have a candid conversation about gaming culture. Today's show, we're going to be talking about the Portland Retro Gaming Expo.
1: What's that, Eric? Tell me more.
0: It is It is a magical, wondrous place where nerds can come together, seek haven uh, amongst the throngs of their peers, and enjoy a wonderless uh, arcade wonderland. A wonder. A, wonder, a wonderland of, of, a w- a of wonderless, retro... A awesome. wonderless wonderland? A wonderless wonderland. <laughs> I'm stuck on wonder. <laughs>
1: wonder, wonder, why the wonder
0: falls? Well, I wonder, Remember that show? wonder, wonder, wonder who? Did you ever watch that show, wonder falls? wonder falls? That was the one on CBS, wasn't it?
1: It was. It was only on for like one season.
0: The, like it was like a girl that like and imaginary was, friends and stuff. It
1: was a chick that lived and worked. She lived in like Niagara, like a Niagara Falls.
0: I knew of like the a, show, like but a I didn't, kitschy I didn't, tourist town. Yeah, I knew of the show, but I didn't watch and it. She
1: worked in a little gift shop, and all the little, all the little like kitschy gift trinkets would talk to her. Hmm. And there was sort of an implication that it was like God talking to her, but they never said outright.
0: So it was kind of like a, like a, Toy Story meets Touched by an Angel.
1: <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Do you, you ever watch uh, Joan of Arcadia? you ever watch um, i'm gonna make this really difficult yeah for you. We, we better move on <laughs> uh, portland retro game expo is um the portland retro game expo is
0: a nerd mecca in portland
1: exhausting <laughs>
0: <laughs> well for, for you me. it
1: is for me it's exhausting for me um but so fucking worth it i cannot stress that enough um and f- as a matter of fact oh and by the way hi everybody i'm switch from dangerous kids the producer here at Gut Check, who's standing in for Josh, who had a baby.
0: Yep. He's he's a um, responsible parent, and so that's why we had a little bit of a I hiatus. wouldn't go that far, sir. He's as responsible. He is, he is a parent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to get a letter. <laughs> You're going to get more than a letter when Josh I'm gonna, comes I'm, back. No,
1: I'm going to get a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, Josh. Josh is Josh being a good dad. He's you know he's hanging out with his uh, with his wife and his new baby. He's taking care of responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, doing the good dad thing. So, uh, so we're you we know w-
0: we wish the McKinneys very well. And yes, uh, welcome to the world. Uh, welcome to planet Earth, Eloise McKinney, his new daughter.
1: Uh, fun fact, the um uh, uh the the name Eloise is actually very close to me. Mm. Uh, my, my grandmother who I was extremely close to, um, and, and died entirely too young. She died at like 65 or something. Um, and, but I, I was fortunate enough to really get to know my grandmother and I was very close to her and her name was Eloise. And, uh, and, and so, um, you know, I, I know, I know that's not why Josh named his daughter Eloise, but, but I, I wholeheartedly endorse the name Eloise. I think it's a, it's a beautiful name for a daughter. Yes. Uh, and so I, I absolutely wish them. All the best. Yes, and uh, and and uh, and I wish Josh a speedy recovery. <laughs> so Portland Retro Gaming Expo uh, so the, is
0: a annual event, a yes. uh, convention that happens here in Portland. Uh, hence the name, the Portland Retro Gaming Expo.
1: <laughs> as as of last year, they moved the the Portland Retro Gaming Expo to the Oregon Convention Center.
0: It's big enough for it.
1: Uh, and uh, well, I mean. We 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 they 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 kind of redoubled their efforts last year just to be able to fill up that space. Cause it's a big space at the at the Oregon Convention Center.
0: It's a big space, but the con's gotten bigger now with panels and events. <laughs> well,
1: and... well, that's the thing. They 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 booked a lot more people. They managed to drum up a lot more uh, a lot more vendors, mm-hmm. um, and they also managed to kind of stretch some things out, like the like the arcade. Now that they've got with all the that Megacade. space, they now have the supercade. Uh, which is uh, just a, a.
0: I was hoping we we're going to reach UltraCade this year. A huge, <laughs> awesome.
1: I'll I'll pass it, that along. It is
0: it is it is it is basically just to get in a mindset for people who may not have may not go, have gone uh, listeners. Um, the the MegaCade or SuperCade as it's known this year uh, is literally rows and rows. It's a block sectioned off on the floor on the show floor that is just five or six. It's probably closer to seven now. Uh, rows of stand-up arcade machines, pinball machines, classic retro, uh, I mean, original prototype machines that you've never seen before that look like something straight out of the 70s. Um, there are some amazing, amazing games that you get to play. And it's all free play. It's all set to it's free play. It's all set to free play. Mm-hmm. You come in there. So and they're,
1: they're coin-op games, but you don't have to pay to play them. You, they're, they're, mm-hmm. all, they're all set to just, uh, you walk up and hit the start and button. It, is,
0: it literally is like walking through... A nostalgia wave, and that's and that's just the arcade side. Then they've got booths set up specifically with oh, old I, school retro consoles.
1: I've got more. I've got more to tell you, sir. Okay, laid out this, for our dear listeners. This year, uh, the the arcade is going to stretch across the entire length of the floor.
0: Ah, uh, nice.
1: The entire width so we've, of we've, we've, we've the Oregon Convention Center room where 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 the, where the expo is being held. Yeah, there will be one long alleyway of nothing but arcade games that stretches the entire length of the floor.
0: So I think I counted...
1: Save for a couple of aisles, you know, for, for traffic reasons.
0: I think I counted about 75 or 80 games last year in that block. There might have been more closer to hundred.
1: Uh, yeah, we're we're looking at about one hundred fifty this year.
0: This year we're looking at one hundred fifty. I believe.
1: Uh, please don't quote me on that. Please go to Portland, or, or excuse me, go to RetroGamingExpo.com and confirm and and confirm the actual number because I know they've got it posted there somewhere. Okay. Um. But uh. But I think it's closer to a hundred.
0: And you'll be able year. to see a show map. Um.
1: So. We've got the you know the Portland Arcade Collectors uh are, are are providing some machines for that as well as Ground Controllers providing a bunch of machines for that. Um, they basically uh, they've gotten together with a bunch of local arcades and local arcade collectors groups uh, to compile this giant, beautiful Super wonder arcade of of. <laughs> I got you saying of, wonder <laughs> of of wonderfulness and and wonder-tude. um <laughs> So it's 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 fantastic. It's absolutely uh, just an amazing sight to behold. That in and of itself. Now then, so so here's so going. If you're if you're if you're standing in the doorway, and if we're going from left to right, from the the the, end, the main entryway, l- looking at the show floor of the Portland Retro Game Expo, uh, on the left, extreme left, you will see a live sound stage. Yes, uh, where I will be alternating between um, DJing and uh, running some live acts. Uh, we've got we've got some some live stage acts that are scheduled to perform. Uh, uh, on and off throughout the weekend. Um, and I've got them scheduled out uh, about every hour or so. We're gonna have another, we're gonna have another live act on stage. Good, a good and,
0: rotation schedule.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's gonna be really cool, man. We got Eight Bit Weapon coming up from LA. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, uh, I listen to a bunch of their stuff. Seth and Michelle, yeah, they they're uh well, and they're Michelle really good does, at what they do. Her? Um, yeah, Michelle has a separate project called Compute Her. Yeah. Um, and her stuff's a little more dancey. Mm-hmm. And so I actually scheduled her to do the the after party, which is going to be really fun this year. Mm. Um, what so what they what they did last year was they they booted out everybody from the expo hall at about five thirty, and then they did the the uh, um, uh, the the auction. They they have a they have a in live, the panel rooms in, in the panel rooms they have a live auction where they auction off some really awesome rare.
0: Rare collectibles, yeah, old games, old peripherals, yeah, you know, uh, classic machines, and just really, really amazing stuff. It, it's worth it just to go to the auction to see all this amazing gear in front of your eyes for a few, few brief moments before your wallet screams in pain.
1: Rare games <laughs> in box, consoles yep. in box. I mean, I mean, this stuff, stuff that you never thought you would be in the same room with. Yeah, that that they're auctioning off at this at this retro gaming expo auction. Um so what they did last year was they booted everybody out at 5:30. Uh and then there was about an hour break where uh we did the Dangerous Kids show last year. We did episode 100 of Dangerous Kids last Live. year where we announced the Dangerous Kids network uh for, you know, for for shows like this. Um and uh, and and it was fun and we had a good little turnout for the dangerous kids show and then the auction started up and they did and then and then uh, I can't remember if it was like eight or nine o'clock they was reopened it was at eight yeah they they reopened the the convention hall floor but they had all the vendor areas roped off and they had access to just the arcade and like the food and the stage and the stage yeah. and um so you could go in basically and it was like a giant ground control you could eat drink listen to music play games and play games
0: dance around with your favorite friends yeah yep
1: and uh and what they decided this year was because because of that big gap uh they felt like that drove away a lot of their potential uh audience for the after party mm-hmm. so this year um they're going to at at five thirty. i, I want to say five thirty or 6 i can't remember wh- what the exact time is planned for this year but at some point around b- between five and six early evening they're going to rope off the vendor area and usher everyone out of the vendor area. Uh, they're not going to close the vendor hall. Instead, they're going to leave it open and leave access to the arcades, and they're just going to transition the whole room in, in front in, of our eyes alive. into party mode, so that everybody can stick around and hang out and party and drink and eat and uh, and have fun.
0: And I have to say, as a person who went last year and and witnessed the awesome. Both on the show floor, and then I went to the Dangerous Kids Live show, and then I went from that, <laughs> hung out for a little bit, uh, and then went to the uh, to the after party. Um, it's amazing. It is it is the place to be uh, next weekend in Portland. Uh, go buy your tickets if you have not yet.
1: And uh, I don't have it in front of me here, but do you remember what they're charging for for a weekend
0: pass? I don't know because I got press badges. So I
1: think the entire weekend's like thirty
0: bucks. Yeah, I want to say it's about
1: for for both days. Yeah, it's it's really not an expensive convention. Um, I don't know how they managed to pull that off. Uh, I think I think it's just a lot of volunteer work and a lot of because I know like like a lot of the a lot of the stage management stuff that I'm doing is all volunteer. Um, we have a huge, awesome team of volunteers that are going to be helping out with the arcade. Uh, helping as like showrunners for vendors and showrunners for the organizers, because a lot of people don't realize that the, like the organizers who are planning and putting this whole thing together, mm-hmm. they also have booths at the Retro Game Expo. Um, like Chuck's gonna have his recycled gamer booth there again. Um, I know uh, uh, John John Hancock is gonna be there with his collection of stuff, and he's gonna be selling stuff. Um, I know Rick Weiss always has his, you know, he's, he's always got his stuff on, you know, he's ready to make a deal, make a trade.
0: So you can still pre-sale tickets, I believe through, uh, online until October 1st. Uh, in the weekend pass pre-sale is only $25. At the door, it's 30 for the weekend. So.
1: So October 1st is going to be, That's so, that's so this the, is going to come out on the second. So, um. By the time by the time you're hearing this, pre-sale I, will have been over.
0: I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do a post I think today so that people know ahead of time. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah, it just a pre preload for the show. So, but yeah, it, it goes on October fifth and sixth this weekend here, which is the day after my birthday, which is October fourth. <laughs> so yes. Uh, and if you buy your passes online, you could win a copy of Asteroids Deluxe. An actual table, arca, a car, a cocktail stall, uh, arcade game table.
1: Well, this will be uh, this will be my f- third year uh, working with the Portland Retro Game Expo. Um, they they hired me just to do some DJing a couple of years ago, and uh, man,
0: now you get your hands in a whole thing. I get oh, man,
1: but I get along with those guys so well, and they're so great to work with. Um, you know, uh, uh, Chuck Van Pelt is is one of the kind of the main guys that that organizes this whole thing. And dude, let me tell you, um Chuck's Chuck's as great a dude as they come. And uh and he got me hooked up with uh a buddy of his named John Hancock who runs um a little show up in Kelso that the Portland Retro Gaming Expo sponsors called um uh Calitz County Gamers for Kids. Mm-hmm. Um or or Cowlitz Gamers for Kids or something like that. Uh and it's to benefit uh a local um youth resource center for um like abused teens the the to you know how give them a place to go give them a uh uh resources for like who to call and and what to do if they're if they're being abused or if they're coming from troubled homes and stuff like that um and so and and they they have me come up and DJ that every April and so I get to see these guys like twice a year um, once in April for the for the charity show we do up in Kelso, Washington, and then and then we come back to Portland for the Portland Retro Game Expo, which does a lot of great work, you know, through throughout a lot of their like booth sales and a lot of their um, um like their auction stuff, you know, they 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 make sure that even if it's just a tiny percentage of that, that at least some of that is is being put back into the community for a good cause. So. It's one of the best
0: local shows. Yeah. So
1: as, and that's and I think that's a big part of the reason why why the tickets are so are so low yeah. price is because uh so a so much of it is volunteer and b so much of it is is for the purpose of, of a good cause because I think that's a big part of the reason why they wanted to do this was to you know be able to do something that they love but also be able to tie in you know a good cause to it so so I looked it
0: up SuperCade has a hundred as of right now has hundred and fifty three. I knew it. Arcade machines, you were right there, sir. And then they have uh, hundreds of classic consoles.
1: See, Chuck, I told you I wasn't falling asleep in the meeting.
0: <laughs> he did his due diligence. So um, anyway, so let's talk about some of the special guests.
1: So, so let's talk special guests. Um, have you ever heard of a dude named uh, uh, Luigi Freakout?
0: Uh yes, Luigi freak out. I think I see him on uh, YouTube.
1: Yeah, he's yep. uh, he does he does some stuff on YouTube. Uh, and, and I uh, think I
0: met him last year at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. He's uh,
1: <laughs> his I, name's Tyler Hunt. I believe he's thirteen. He is, and he is a rad dude. <laughs> who, uh, who he,
0: knows his Nintendo? <laughs> he's a rad
1: dude with a better game collection than I will ever have. Yes, ever. He really knows his stuff, and his dad, um, his dad Terry. It's like a thing that he does with his dad. Him, he and his dad collect together, mm-hmm. and I think, I think it was his dad that kind of got him into it um, at a really early age. And Tyler has just completely fallen in love with classic game collecting, and is really good at it. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, that's part of the reason why he's got such a good little following on YouTube. Um, he, he and his dad are part of the group that organizes this thing and um tyler's actually one of the admins for the facebook page for the for the portland retro game expo um and he does a really good job there um really good little he's a really good kid and uh so
0: it's freakish how much he knows about
1: yeah he will school you (laughs) yes (laughs) he will school you uh you just you just need to accept the fact that there's a 13 year old out there that knows more about nintendo than you do Uh, it's it's okay it's you know um uh,
0: someone i'm looking forward to that's on the guest list that was on i think the guest list last year also is uh the nes punk
1: pat the nes punk yep i had a feeling that's where you were going with that yep um yeah pat Who, uh, who's
0: who's been in other shows too i don't he's been at pax prime uh as well as pax east i think
1: yeah and um, he's been really supportive of the portland Retro game expo he's been there he's been um i think last year was his first year there yeah officially um, but uh, but he's he's been super supportive, and and uh, and we're glad to have him back this year. Um, there's uh there's another uh group called the Game Chasers. Yes, um, they're going to be coming through and doing a panel. Um, and they kind of do like a. Uh, you ever see like a, uh like American Pickers or or like uh or like Auction Hunters? Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of do that, but on YouTube and looking for video game stuff.
0: It's Billy and Jay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, or like an antiques roadshow kind of thing where they, uh, a little bit where they, where they, where they go and they do
0: anything, anything that involves retro old school video games, they hunt, they find it. That's why they're called the game chasers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if, 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 uh, if you haven't, if, if you're curious, I mean, please go check their stuff out on, just look for game chasers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You'll find them. I promise you, you'll find them. Yep. (laughs) And, uh, very entertaining videos. And, uh, and you can actually, if you're, if you're local to Portland or if you can get down here, um, they're going to be in town this weekend at the Portland Retro Game Expo hanging out. They're going to, I, and, and I know because, uh, uh, the, the way this goes, I mean, these guys do these panels, but they are, they are legitimately like invested in this retro gaming stuff to the point where I can almost guarantee you they're going to be hanging out all weekend. Mm-hmm. This isn't just like a celebrity like show a drop up. In and, yeah. Like yeah. they show up, wave to people, and then just take off. No, dude, they, they will hang out all weekend.
0: I said this was a mecca, I meant it. It's, it is a, it <laughs> yeah. is a celebration all weekend, starting from Friday night, because uh, they have a geeklesque show that they're doing yeah. locally. Um, all weekend, you got stuff going on at the show, off the show.
1: Our friends from Kid- Critical Hit Burlesque are going to be doing nice the geek-esque show on uh, Friday night. That's Friday the 4th, your birthday. Yes. Uh, don't... <laughs> Don't tell them it's your birthday. <laughs> your wife will be pissed. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, man. Uh, 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 Mark over at Critical Hits, a, a good friend of ours, um, and so uh, he'll be he'll be doing his thing Friday night, Saturday. Um, we've got uh, so on the live stage we have 8 Bit Weapon, we have uh, McLo mm-hmm. is going to be there at eleven a.m. Saturday on stage doing his thing. And let me tell you, folks. Um, Mecklow has started doing some drum sampling and started reworking some of his old songs and started writing a few new ones. Um, so if you've seen Mechlo before, um, come come see him again.
0: Yeah, I caught one of his live shows streaming because I couldn't go down to Salem. I
1: liked I liked his stuff. Yeah. last year no,
0: I loved his stuff last year.
1: <laughs> I I liked his I liked his stuff last year, and I told him as much. I mean, Matt Matt is a very good friend of mine. And, uh, and he's one of those friends that I can be brutally honest with. Um, you know, as, as long as I'm candid and I'm not being, being an asshole about it, you know, I can just tell him flat out, Hey man, you know, maybe not your best work or whatever. No, he's done some really great stuff. Um, when he, when he got his little band together and he had, uh, like a cello and a drummer, uh, playing along with his Game Boy stuff, man, um, really, really, really solid. But, uh, His recent work has has really come a long way. So so definitely check out Mechlo. 8-Bit Weapon, of course, is is going to be fantastic on stage. Um, Really looking forward to that. And then we've also got a couple of returning guests. Um, uh, uh, Altered Beats, Mm -hmm. who is uh, uh, a dude that produces – he basically remixes video game stuff and and, uh, has produced so much work that he actually has – now he's got a weekly at Ground Control. Uh, he's either a weekly or a monthly. He's got a regular night at Ground Control where where he gets to feature his stuff um up in the DJ booth at Ground Control, and that's and and that is kind of what sold me on bringing him back because he he did a great job last year with his buddy, um. But I guess his his buddy had to move on to other things, and so it's it's just it's just him this year and man i like he he's really good at what he does so he's worth checking out for sure and then my buddy mr smith is coming up from san jose Hmm. and mr smith uh he's a he he does um a lot of like chiptune industrial djing stuff and uh has actually he like he's toured with crash faster he's toured with Eight bit weapon he's toured with um a lot of different nerd acts that uh that uh you know he'll he'll come up and he'll he'll rock the place for sure um, so he's going to be there. Um, who else, who else is on the guest list for the panels?
0: Uh, we got Court Weber and Bobby Roberts doing their, uh, oh, yeah. trivia. Yeah, uh, Court and Bobby. Yep. Uh, they're from known, welcome to that whole thing. Welcome to that whole thing. It's an awesome podcast. If you a chance to check that out, they're also so on Stitcher.
1: Sort of a, uh, a, a spiritual successor to their old Court and Fatboy show. Mm-hmm. Um, which they've uh, they've they've let go of that. Unfortunately, is is just kind of a, a remnant of a bygone radio era. They they wanted to kind of do a new thing.
0: Out of the Phoenix ashes rose. Welcome to that whole thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's definitely worth checking out. If you if you just Google "Welcome to that whole thing," you'll find you'll find their podcast site and they're on iTunes and all that stuff. Stitcher, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, what uh, what else? You got the you got the list in front of you. Uh,
0: yes, I do. Uh, Joey DeSenta. Uh, Rue, who does uh, Clan of the Gray Wolf, He runs that website. Um, he's going to be there speaking as well. Um, he's kind of the Alton Brown of video games.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. He he kind of gets into the sciencey stuff. Yeah, uh, some of the some of the techie stuff.
0: Uh, let's see who else the hoods hellions 405th infantry halo (laughs) cosplayers are going to be there let
1: me let me tell you about these guys Mm -hmm. i met these guys at that charity show earlier this year in april Mm -hmm. uh the the one up in up in kelso that i was telling you about these guys are fantastic they all have really really solid halo armor that they've all built out for themselves um you know they 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 all done a really good job of putting their costumes together but then they show up and they'll dance they'll start conga lines they'll like they they will they will cold rock a party in in a dead room sir anytime those guys show up (laughs) it just gets instantly like you instantly add plus three to the fun scale when whenever the the hotelians show up so so if it sounds like not a big deal no trust me you want to be in a room with these guys
0: now we get to the who's who line oh, yeah? of, uh, of people. We've got developers like Gary Kitchen. Oh, uh, who's that? <laughs> he's, he's, just, he's just an industry leader who's developed so many home video games, uh, including a little 2600 arta- arcade adaptation of uh, uh, the Nintendo arcade game Donkey Kong, <laughs> <laughs> um, a- amongst uh, many others. He also uh, uh, made uh, Keystone Capers. Nice uh it was published by Activision um, Pro Jared is coming to be uh, there who does, yeah that's uh, right
1: I, in fact, I saw his YouTube video where he was telling everybody hey I'm going to be in Portland
0: yep he does radio uh, videos and reviews on his uh, his YouTube channel yeah uh, his name is Jared uh, Nobenbauer. so I hope I'm pronouncing that correct <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just I'll stick with pro Jared pro Jared yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, games journalist uh, Chris Kohler uh, who writes for Wired. He's an editor on Wired. He's going to be there as well, uh, speaking at a panel.
1: I'll have to hit him up for a job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, let's see who else. Uh, NES Complex is going to be there as well. Uh, another YouTuber. Uh, da, 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 the Retronauts, who do the Retronauts podcast.
1: Oh, yeah, They're yeah, yeah. Those guys were there last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, doing, uh, they were doing like a, a fundraiser kind of thing. Um, there, there was some... I can't remember what it was they were doing, but it was, it was some kind of thing they were doing on Kickstarter where they're trying to raise funds for like better microphones or something. Um,
0: no pun, ten, no pun, no pun, pun Nintendo. Nintendo. no pun, Nintendo.
1: No pun, Nintendo. <laughs> no pun, Nintendo. Um, actually, I've got those guys scheduled for the live stage
0: uh-huh.
1: at uh, at seven o'clock for the for the the after hours party. This is
0: a, this is a comedy group.
1: Yeah, so what they do they they actually um, it's it's a group of local stand-up comedians mm-hmm. that have written a bunch of material that revolves around video gaming. Hmm. And so it's it's straight up video gaming stand-up. And they fee- they get featured about once a month, once every other month or so at Ground Control where they just they just like kind of rearrange the place a little bit and set up for like a stand-up comedy show. And, uh, and they've had really, really solid response from the ground control crowd. And so they keep bringing them back. And, uh, and so art from ground control this year asked me, he shot me an email. He's like, Hey man, can we, can we get them on the live stage at some point? Maybe during the, maybe during the after hours party. And I was like, uh, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How have I not heard of them before? Uh, i am a horrible portland geek (laughs) no it's not it's
1: it's not that big a deal man it's 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 one of those things where like it's it's pretty much straight through ground control is is the only way that they've really been doing it um if if they took it out to like other bars or took it out to other comedy clubs Mm -hmm. as like an opening act or something um you know they might get a little more attention like in the comedy scene around portland um which sounds weird to say but believe me there is actually some kind of comedy scene in portland (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh but no man they they just kind of do their thing out of ground control and from what i hear they're really funny um i've never had a chance to check them out myself just because you know that's that's what happens when you work in entertainment a lot of times you can't go to cool things because you're busy doing your own cool thing um but uh i've heard nothing but good things i'm actually really looking forward to seeing them finally on stage at the retro gaming expo uh so i'll definitely be there for that
0: so there's there's a there's a, longer, a longer list of, of other panel speakers that are going to be there that are dignitaries throughout the industry writers people who've worked with tabletop games uh, video games uh, because it's not just video games this weekend it's it's all sorts you know tabletop gaming card games yeah if you play anything if you play games come <laughs> and
1: and and to to kind of accent that point uh, I think we should probably tell them who the big vendor is going to be this year
0: the big vendor. The big vendor. Who's the big vendor?
1: <laughs> I told. I told you. I know. What? I, to I told say you it. who?
0: All right, you tell them.
1: Behemoth Games. Because
0: I didn't know about this until you told me. This behemoth
1: morning. has the largest available booth. The that, is, the, the largest booth we could feasibly sell them.
0: This is the Behemoth, the development team behind Castle Such Crashers. Gages, Castle Crashers. Um, Battle Block Theater. Yeah, uh, they are makers of some of the funniest games and best entertaining games that you will know and love.
1: If you um, if you own an Xbox, you probably own Castle Crashers. The odds are the odds are favorable that you probably owned Castle Crashers uh, if you owned an Xbox. Yeah, three sixty in the last year, um, Castle Crashers was everywhere, and everyone was playing it. Um, it was it it's. It's just this insanely addictive little multiplayer hack and slash. It's it's like a it's like a little uh, battle
0: block theaters. Yeah, it's a little beat em up. Best, best little beat em up little kind of pseudo moba kind of just it's all sorts of awesomeness yeah it just so it's, su- it's the greatest party game you're not playing and you should be yeah <laughs> yeah uh,
1: the the it, and that's and that's uh, what i think behemoth has done a really fantastic job of doing is, is really capturing that party atmosphere mm-hmm. for the multiplayer game like y- castle crashers it's kind of fun to play by yourself, but you want to play it with friends.
0: So, in addition to a, a merchandise that they'll po- probably be bringing, they're also going to be bringing in their stand-up arcade machines. Yes. that will have Castle Crashers and uh, Battle Block Theater playable on yes. the floor. So uh, they've got they've um, got
1: machines. They've got. Uh, and you were saying they brought something to PAX that was kind of cool. They
0: brought capsule. They brought Japanese uh, capsule machines. Uh, with these little mini figures. Uh, Part of the normal merchandise that they make are they make the large-scale collectible uh, Castle Crasher figures, the Knights, the Behemoth, the, you know... Yeah. uh, I think the Grand Wizard and the King figure. Yeah. Uh, uh, They make a mini version of that that's like a a little, probably, maybe three to four-inch style figure. Small enough to fit inside a little capsule. (laughs) Like a little plastic like egg. Like a little little plastic egg. Like, so, what
1: you do is you. Like you, the quarter machines you see on the way out of Izzy's.
0: Yep. So, what you do is you, you, <laughs> you go up to the merchandise booth. This is what they did at PAX uh, as, as early as, as this last PAX Prime. You go up to the, the merch booth, you buy for five, ten bucks, uh, three Japanese yen coins, and you take those to the machines because the machines are not modified for American money. So you okay. have to you have to buy these yen coins. You put in the three yen coins, turn the turn the crank, and that will drop out your capsule. And oh, right you, on. and it's it's completely randomized, so you can get whatever color or uh, figure. That, that means sound. you have to keep going back. You though. always have to keep going back, and oh. it, it's totally worth it though.
1: I hope I hope they bring
0: that with. They're them. completely stylized. Each one comes with a couple of little accessories, like the Green Knight figure that I got uh, at the uh, Behemoth booth at Pax Prime, came with a sword, a big bloodied sword, and uh, a shield, and then a little base stand for him to stand on.
1: So, um, Behemoth is going to be there. Mm-hmm. We've we've confirmed them. We they they actually. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to get in touch with the convention center to see if they could fly some kind of sculpture from the ceiling.
0: They're probably going to have some large scale and uh, giant knight or something hanging from the ceiling.
1: I don't know. I, I guess they. I guess they had that same thing going on up at PAX. I don't know if they had something hanging. I took a
0: picture. I'd have to go back through my PAX pictures to see what was hanging uh, from the ceiling, but I took a picture of it.
1: Well, because
0: um, their booth is always amazing.
1: They 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 made everybody on the on the retro game expo, like super excited when, when they, cause they approached us. Okay. And then they were like, yeah, we want to get a booth. And then everybody, was, everybody on the, on the organizing committee was like, yes, seriously. Yes. <laughs> no, at first they were like, is this a, is this a prank? <laughs> and, and no, it's totally legit. And they totally want to come down to Portland. So they were like, uh, of course, yes, absolutely. So, um, and this which is really great. Cause it's going to open the doors for a lot of other potential vendors down the road that, that uh, you know I mean it's, it's, it's just it's a sign that, that Portland Retro Gaming Expo has been doing something right and they've been okay. doing the right kind of thing for the last couple of years and, and the way they've been growing. Um, so what about uh, what about events? Because I know there was a couple of events that they had that they have planned. So, um, so brought, what are, what brought, are the ones brought, you're most excited about?
0: I'm excited about the tournaments. Uh, Saturday they have what's called the Saturday Super Slam. They've got a Super Mario Kart on Super Nintendo um they've also got a super smash brothers melee uh on gamecube tournament smash brothers yep what's that super smash brothers
1: (laughs) i've never played that
0: you're you're acting like josh right now i'm being i'm being josh thank
1: you see what i did there yep it's like he was never gone yep anyway
0: (laughs) uh so uh they got some great prizes for those And then uh, on Sunday, they have what's called the Retro Revenge. They've got the original NES uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters game. Ooh, nice. Yes. And then they have what's called Revenge of Atari. They're going to be playing uh, rounds of Surround and Medieval Mayhem for the Atari 2600, um, (laughs) which Surround is an unofficial port of the arcade game Plotgate. So that should be very interesting because not a lot of people have played Surround, I bet. Uh. And medieval mayhem is a homebrew game.
1: You know what else. <laughs> you know what else? I'm told we're going to have at the Portland Retro Game Expo, a uh, playable version of Polybius.
0: Yes, there's a whole Polybius panel.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, which uh, we we. This is uh, an
0: urban legend game for those of you who are not in the know of the magic of Polybius.
1: Uh, Dangerous Kids interviewed uh, a guy by the name of Joe Streckert. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier this year and he is a local historian and video game enthusiast that did a uh, a couple of uh, local bar talks like like there's there's a a bar here in in portland called the jack london bar Mm -hmm. that occasionally will host um speakers and just have people come in and they vet their speakers pretty well and they have people come in and just do fantastic presentations in a bar with you know, like chalkboard or whatever, you know, yeah. <laughs> and and uh,
0: I remember when when you had, had mentioned about the Polybius and and speaking panel, well, yeah,
1: yeah. So we we interviewed him on Dangerous Kids about this Polybius thing that he was going to do. Well, it turns out um, there's a lot of other people that have really gotten kind of interested in this. It's got a huge cult urban yeah. legend, yeah. And I think one of the really interesting things is that the, the legend supposedly started here in portland yeah that's Hmm. the thing is is um there's a lot of different like it's 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 a it's a national urban legend like people people will say that they've seen polybius machines in new york or in jersey or in or in florida or wherever you know but according to the legend it was a game in an arcade in portland in the 80s that uh was monitored by the cia (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this so so one legend goes it was monitored by the CIA and if you got a high enough score uh they would they would recruit you and you would never be heard from by your family again <laughs>
0: mm. you've been recruited to save the world
1: yeah um but i guess it was this insanely hard game i uh, another um some one of the darker legends was that uh uh it was so hard that it would actually drive Insane. some some people to insanity or even that's, sui- that's or that's, even suicide that's
0: what i heard was that it would drive you insane in in many, many cases those people would have committed suicide yeah so, yeah
1: which uh, uh you know thank god it's just an urban legend i mean yeah. they've, they've they've proven over and over and over that it completely was completely not true but in the fandom for this urban legend somebody made
0: like any good urban legend you've got a, those darker game. darker yeah. corners of creepypasta pasta. <clears throat> that uh that the tendrils pull out a darker edge
1: they get they get fascinated but but there's there's people that got fascinated by this whole thing so they made a polybius game based on everything they'd heard about it and you can play it and it's going to be playable at the portland retro game expo um along with of course of course joe's going to do his presentation and talk about the the legend and
0: that's one panel i'm excited for
1: yeah yeah he'll so he'll be in the panel room um,
0: what else? I've, I have one more, one more event to talk about that's happening this weekend. Uh, and that is the, the 2013 Tetris world championships. Oh, this Tetris. Is, this is the fourth annual world championships.
1: Um, there are, there are dudes flying in from all over the world to, to mm-hmm. compete in this thing. And it's, it is as legit as it gets. They've got, uh, uh, twin galaxies going to be in the house. Um, <clears throat> Uh, they're, they're there's going to be a uh, uh, there's going to be a run at the missile command uh, championship or mm-hmm. the the missile command uh, high score they're going to they're going to do an attempt um live in front of everybody at, at the retro game expo this year but uh, uh, the the tetris guys <clears throat> they did a documentary last year um so and
0: tetris masters
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they and they and they were um, they were tying the release of the documentary in with the the third annual.
0: Well, they made a whole big deal about it over the weekend. They they yeah. premiered a, a screening of it, <clears throat> and then they also had them out playing yeah Tetris and the and of course the championship last year.
1: So those same guys are coming back, and they're bringing the the world championship back to Portland again this year, and um and it, yeah, it's 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 intense, man. I got to see some videotape of of some of the like some of the finals from last year. Whew, man, I I was DJing in the main room, so I didn't get to I didn't get to go over to the panel room to actually watch the thing in person. But if I wasn't if I wasn't DJing in the main room, that's where I would have been. That that Tetris World Championship and and get this, it's going to be in the main room this year.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, they're they're the the World Championship guys. They're gonna they're gonna do everything up to and including so, the finals in their booth on the main room this year instead of in the panel room so, so they'll they'll have a lot more room for onlookers
0: okay they've got i was, got, I was got gonna say because that's gonna be a choke point for the for the show floor <laughs> no days. no they've
1: got uh they've got a couple of uh video screens that they're gonna set up
0: that's gonna be awesome
1: yeah it's it's gonna be they're they're they're, they're doing it upright man they're planning accordingly oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's it's gonna be it's gonna be insane it's gonna be absolutely insane um my buddy, uh, my buddy Porkins from PDXR. um, he actually, he's, he runs a, 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 mobile DJ company, um, at, you know, on the weekends mm. and, uh, and he's pretty nerdy dude. You know, he, he hangs out with me at a lot of different stuff. Um, helped me out with a sound system for the things from another world, Rose City Party that we okay. did, that we did last week, you know? And so, uh. And uh, so he's going to be coming, and he's going to be helping out with um, some of my stuff over the weekend at the Portland Retro Game Expo. They had hired him last year to DJ some music for them in the panel room during the finals for the Tetris thing. Um, this year, I think we're going to have to work it a little bit differently, but he's going to be there with me this year um, in in the main room, helping to run all the music and live stage stuff. So um, we're gonna we're gonna work that out, but uh, but. If 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 there's anyone here in this that that went last year that that knows what an awesome time we're talking about um we're bringing back everybody this year for the Portland Retro Game Expo and then some. So this is definitely going to be uh this is good, definitely going to be bigger and better and awesomer if if such a thing were even possible.
0: And and they're bringing back the cosplay costume contest as well. Yeah. So and it's not it's not centric to video <laughs> game Costumes they support every anything manga, anime, television, yes, comic book. If it's any kind anything of in pop culture, yeah, it's a costume,
1: any kind of costume that you want to come up with that's that's you know, whatever, whatever you know, they'll they'll, they'll take any entrance into the costume competition, even, and it's even
0: original stuff.
1: Um, it's um, uh, my buddy Manny is going to be uh judging that. And hmm. he's kinda helping to organize that. And then our buddy Jesse from Heroes of Cosplay is Jesse Loggers. Yep.
0: He's from gonna, Midnight Armor.
1: He's he uh he's gonna be one of the guest judges for the competition. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Um <clears throat> which I'm I'm super proud of because I I I kinda I, I helped make that happen.
0: Humble brag. There's a lot of judges
1: this <laughs> year. <laughs> Uh, dude was on a national TV show. He's or no, excuse me, an international TV show. Yeah, I was just saying. So he's kind of a local <laughs> celebrity as as of this last year.
0: He is uh yeah.
1: And uh he's and he's bummed because the last time we went and hung out and had dinner, uh he ordered the uh he ordered the like the, the bar's version of like mac and cheese and I ordered the uh 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 like the Cajun chicken pasta, which was like bigger and better mac and cheese with spicy chicken. <laughs> And so, like, he looked at his and he looked at mine, and he got kind of bummed out. And so now, like, we need to go. We need to go have dinner again. Dinner times two. Yeah, yeah.
0: The redo. The yeah. re the re dinner. But it was
1: it was fantastic because we went to this place in Portland called the Green Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, and it didn't even occur to me until I walked in and I unzipped my hoodie and I was wearing my Green Ranger T shirt. <laughs>
0: You totally planned that. Subconsciously. I did. I did not plan it at all. <laughs> it was just a happy, happy coincidence. Sub, subconsciously,
1: and, and I got a fi- I got high fives from Jesse and Chin Chin, and our friend Abby from Nomables was there. We had just gotten out of a Portland Geek Council meeting, and uh, man, it was it was amazing. So
0: that <coughs> is that is funny.
1: Um, so what else? What? Uh, so, so we,
0: some other vendors some other vendors that are going to be there. Um, because I just pulled up the vendors list for exhibitors. Uh, two point five D, which uh, they make some great pixel art. Uh, those guys have some amazing jewelry and I think art uh, that they sell there in their booth. Yeah, um, Billy Galaxy uh, is another local uh, gaming company here in Portland.
1: Billy Billy's a fantastic dude, um, and and is like he's he's been super supportive. In fact, I have Billy to thank for a lot of the conventions and a lot of the big nerd events that I'm involved with because mm-hmm. uh, he was the first one that said, "Hey, I'm putting on a convention." He 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 uh, he originally organized Wonder Northwest. And he was like, "I'm putting on a convention. I want a DJ in my in my show floor." Uh,
0: the Wooden Arcade, who uh, that's uh, a local artist that makes these awesome uh, 2D wooden sculptures, in like uh, like large scale cutouts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that are, I mean, amazing <laughs> and breathtaking. You have to go if you if you if you come to the show this weekend. You have to stop by the Wooden Arcade vendor booth because it will it will take your breath away.
1: Even if you don't spend money. Get a picture riding the almost life-size wooden Yoshi that yes. they have. Cuz they have a they have a pixel accurate wooden Yoshi that is large enough for an average-sized person to sit on and take a photo.
0: Yep. Speaking of uh, uh, pixels, Pixel Party will be there on the, vendol- the vendor list. Oh, as good!
1: Well. I like the Pixel Party. I bought some stuff from them over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, in fact, I bought uh, Carrie some uh, earrings and a necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do—they do some really cool stuff.
0: Uh, local clothing, uh, local geek clothing uh, uh, group, uh, Rockhart Clothing. Um, Andrew uh, Lockhart runs that. Who uh, we know through Caitlin.
1: Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah.
0: Uh, Pink Gorilla Games is coming down from Seattle. They're bringing their export import games. Love those guys. Awesome. I hope they bring those cool trucker hats that they had at PAX. The
1: the any if you, if you know any nerd from Seattle, they yeah. will all tell you Pink Gorilla Games is like the joint. Yep. For for all your nerdy gaming spending habits. Like that's that's like that's the place up in Seattle is is Pink Gorilla Games. And those guys are fantastic. They've always been super nice to me. Everything that I've done with them and everybody, every time I've, I've gotten to hang out with them.
0: Another local gaming company that I also happen to work for, GameStar, are going to have a booth there. <laughs> uh, and then the, the one I was actually looking forward to that I, I just now got confirmation that's going to be there, uh, Hyperkin, is going to have a booth there again. Uh, Hyperkin is um, yeah. the... Uh, the retro uh, peripheral maker. They make the Retron systems, and they have. That's a, right. They have the Retron. This is why I'm excited. That I hope that they'll be there. Uh, they they announced earlier this year the Retron Five. Uh, gaming system which
1: does some handheld stuff along with it, it
0: has it has the classic three consoles pretty much every retro gaming system <laughs> combined into <laughs> one there's quite a few in there including game boy advance game boy color um and then your your um, your large-scale cartridge based games well
1: the retron 3 did snes Gen- nes snes and genesis right yeah. and then for the retron 5 they're adding
0: they're adding in mega drive they're adding in um I would have to go through and look there. It's it's a large scale list of like about twenty different systems. It's
1: like Game Boy, Game Boy Color. Uh, yeah, yeah. The yeah
0: GBA. But what what ma- what sets this Game apart? Game Gear, aren't they doing Game Gear too? Possibly. I, I would have to re look yeah. at the list. I was so excited, like a chipmunk. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, yeah. shiny, super shiny squirrel. Um, <laughs> but uh, what ma- what sets the Retron Five apart from any other Retron system is that it supports native HDMI.
1: Oh damn.
0: It has an onboard GPU that will actually upconvert your retro games into at least 720. It does not stretch the pixels. It does not uh, uh, compress the images in any way, shape, or form. It is, it is a, um, an Android based uh, system that uh, pulls emulators and on the fly upconverts all of your retro games into HDMI. Whoa. And get this the best part, the whole shebang. Is ninety nine ninety nine retail? I just got a
1: huge tech boner,
0: and that comes out. Can I say it, tech boner on this show? You can say tech boner. Is all Josh going to get mad? It's long like you don't say lady tech boner. Okay. <laughs> as long well, as I don't say what lady tech boner, which I've said now twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, and it comes out this December. So, and I've only I've only seen it online. Um, I haven't seen it at any of the convention shows. They, they didn't bring it to PAX. Um, so I'm hoping that they will have it here since they're going to have their booth here because I want to see it in person.
1: Hyperkin was one of those companies that when they when they first started doing stuff, I was just kind of like, "Oh god, here we go, another Mad Cats that, you know, like I and don't get me wrong, Mad Cats is making some really good stuff these mm-hmm. days, but back in the day, Mad Cats was like the cheap third party like
0: they had some missteps.
1: Yeah, the, like they made they made the junk controllers that nobody really wanted to admit to owning
0: because they only wanted way to buy back a, when. a $10 controller.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh and this, but now and, they
0: make a quality product.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mad cats these days, is solid company. They make some solid stuff. But back in the day, not so much, right? So when Hyperkin came out, I was like, here we go. It's Mad cats all over again. No, I was wrong. I was very wrong, and I'll be happy to admit that. They, they're making Game Sharks again. Yeah. They're game, making... Game Genies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, Hyperkin makes... A lot of people don't realize, Hyperkin makes a Game Genie for the PS3. Which I got last year. On a thumb drive. Yep. And you just plug the thumb drive into the PS the USB port on your PS3 and boom, game genie. Yep.
0: I had read up Genius. On, I had read it's up about so them. So genius. I had read up about them when I went to the Portland Retro Gaming last year. And I, I went to their booth specifically on that Saturday when I went. Yeah. And I spoke with the vendor there and he gave me a PS3 game genie to, oh, do, really? to do a product review. So I went home and I went home with I bought um, the USB uh NES controller and the USB SNES controller. And then I had the the Game Genie nice. that he gave me to go do a product review.
1: And the review is in and and Survey says
0: it was amazing. It worked absolutely perfectly. It uh it, and what's great is it's an a, an ever evolving library based off of the community. So they' they're not just ar- <laughs> there's not there's not just a, a room of, of you know developers arbitrarily picking out whatever ps3 game that's new and hot. It is what people are playing so nice. it continually grows. So it's a it's a one buy-in the firmware updates you got every week you have new games added to the list.
1: That was so awesome. yeah. Uh, what about the controllers the good quality?
0: Oh yeah, the the USB controllers that I work. I use those with my um, my PC emulations. So it work. Uh, you can you can completely modify the you know program all the controls to what you want.
1: So the the controllers are very true to the the, the there, originals.
0: There are the originals that have been rewired re, re, uh, with USB ends. Wow, they're that that legit.
1: Wow, that's yeah. pretty awesome.
0: And I've used them. I've used them probably nonstop since Portland Retro Gaming Expo last year. So a year now, and uh, no problems never had a hiccup never had a you know button die out on me or anything i uh
1: i i put i put the question out there at one point about uh you know because because they made the announcement for the retron 5 a, a couple of months ago back in uh, initially May. yeah and, and so uh, some folks were talking about it and i kind of put it out there on facebook i said hey you know um the retron is kind of a cool system but you know how do you guys feel is it is it is it Something where you would rather have the original hardware and be playing it on the original systems with all of their flaws, just like back in the day? Or would you rather get something like the Retron 5, where you can preserve the classic hardware, but still enjoy the games?
0: Well, for me, the answer to that question is very simple. The hardware, the consoles, are flawed. Eventually, they're going to break down. Eventually, they're going to have the wear and tear. Because they're designed to carry the, the brunt of of the load. Well in, in and solder air.
1: solder and right. circuits so, deteriorate over time and
0: so you, you can you can have, you know, that pristine system that's never been opened out of the box that's still good, that that'll still have its its day in the sun. Yeah. Okay. Or you can have something that's made with more modern standards now that does...
1: That'll plug into an HDMI.
0: That'll plug into an HDMI.
1: <laughs>
0: Even the Retron 2 that does the SNES and NES, which is their highest selling retro gaming system. That's a that's a modern made console with the same guts and parts as your original, original NES and SNES. Yeah. Okay. Um, but supports dual cartridge plugins. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I We sell those at GameStar. Hand over fist. Yeah. We still sell the retro systems as well. But yeah. with the caveat that, you know, they're gonna give up the ghost eventually. These are all used systems. Yeah. We have some that are that are still mint in box and those go for quite quite the premium penny. You're but, right, right. But you know In the collector scene. In in the collector scene. But if sure. you if you wanna play your old school games, you know, and still use the cartridge and not do emulation on like PC or something or emulation with ROMs over like the Oya or something, you can you can look to the the, the Retron as a as a as a hard pressed Um, you know, surefire, guaranteed way, yeah, of of having that console, you know, experience. And that's what makes me so excited about the five is that they're using modern technology like Android to to further that that console experience to the next level and make it HD.
1: Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, man, because I I know we're running really low on time. Um, Okay. one reason one reason you're going to Portland Retro Game Expo this, the this hopes, weekend.
0: The hopes to play the Retron 5, to hang out at the Behemoth booth, because those guys are awesome now that I know they're going to be there. And another vendor that we haven't talked about yet, I'm going to name drop somebody else, Fan Gamer. Those guys are awesome. They have they, they are awesome. the best merch. They have the, uh, the best shirts. Um, yeah. And
1: some of their stuff even goes up to like 4 and 5X, which makes me a fan because I'm a big dude. Well, and they like, were, like they, they know their audience,
0: and uh, yeah, and they were one of the first vendors to bring out Earthbound merch, which yeah. Earthbound is one of my favorite games of all time.
1: Oh so. yeah, well, uh, my understanding is that that uh, the the guys that started up Fan Gamer were big part of the Earthbound community. Yes, and so when they when they got Fan Gamer off the ground, it was kind of like it was it was just an obvious direction for them was to start out with Earth Earthbound fan merch. Uh, and, and in fact, um, our buddy Meklo, who we talked about earlier in the show, um, he still to this day wears his red NES cap. Nice, uh, that he got from Fangamer years ago, and like he, like that, like that hat. I've seen him wear that hat so many hundreds of times, and it is, it's shot. Yeah, like that is a well-loved hat sir <laughs> he just he loves to wear that thing because well, he's had, a huge earthbound fan
0: and i have the shirtness which is ness's shirt that's yeah. what they call it it's called shirtness and yeah. it's it i wore through i washed it and wore through the color on the first one and so i have two now
1: so you had to buy another <laughs> i have my
0: original that i'll never get rid of even if it's faded yeah but i have i have my newer one that i that i i, I baby oh that's lot. so good so yeah I'm right there with him am
1: i am I a bad person that I've still never played Earthbound?
0: You're not a bad person at all, okay that just means you haven't discovered the awesomeness of Earthbound. Does't make you a bad geek you well, just have you have one more notch to add to your geek belt. See, I'm the optimist one <laughs> so you i'm gonna turn I, just, I'm gonna I, turn I, I love
1: the, your outlook on 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 I'm, all that stuff.
0: I'm gonna turn the spotlight back on to you now and ask you what are you looking forward to this weekend? Why are you going to the Portland Retro gaming Expo besides? because you're working there uh
1: even if i wasn't working there man there's there's no way in the hell i'd miss something like this um the first year we went to the retro gaming expo uh, we went with press passes and it was an amazing time and so um there's there's absolutely no reason in the world that i wouldn't still be going to the retro game expo even if they hadn't asked me to get involved with the music stuff and 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 get involved with the planning and organizing the the stage and all that stuff that I'm doing for them um it's it's just a fantastic time it's and and it's it's one of those opportunities where I can get in a room with like-minded geeks and and I don't mean like-minded geeks in the sense of like like don't get me wrong I love hanging out with geeks of all different fandoms I like hanging out with comic book geeks I like hanging out with sci-fi geeks I like I like hanging out with anime geeks. I'm not even that into anime, you know? Uh, it's it's just when you get in a room full of geeks, there's this something just really fantastic that happens when you know that you're around people that will get your jokes and that will understand the inside references. It's, and,
0: it's that, that underlying... And even if they electric, don't get it,
1: they love it when you explain it to them, you yeah. know?
0: It's that underlying electric pulse of community.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the same reason why, like... I'll go I'll go work a Saturday night at a bar or a club and I'll play hip hop for like 4 straight hours and I'm just wiped at the end of a at the end of a show because I've been putting a lot of energy into my music, you know, and I put a lot of energy behind the turntables and so I'm just I'm exhausted when I get done except when I go play like the like that party I did last week for Things from Another World to kick off the Rose City Comic Con. I get done with a Things from Another World party, it's it's the same amount of hours. It's four or five hours behind the turntables. I'm playing music like a madman and it's harder because I'm in a room full of nerds, so I can't just play whatever's hot on the radio because they don't get into that stuff the way the general public does, right? So I gotta find nerdy stuff to play for them and mix in with the, the,
0: get the hot weird out tracks going.
1: Yeah, I'm saying, man. Like <laughs> in in some ways it's more challenging, but I'm I'm here to tell you, I get super jazzed at the end of one of those shows because I've been hanging out with nerds all night. Right. And I'm and I've been playing and having fun and just and just like I get done with four hours of work at a regular club and I'm I'm white. I get done with four hours of playing with the nerds and and I it's it's like a it's like a five hour energy shot right in my vein, dude. Yep. Like I, I can't go to sleep. I'm jittery, I'm excited, I, I feel completely creatively juiced. Yep. Like I'm ready to just jump on a podcast or 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 sit down in front of a video game and just spend hours just Basking in the awesomeness that is the nerd camaraderie that comes out of an event like the Portland Retro Game Expo, yeah, and that's the biggest thing that I'm looking forward to, man. Like, like I said, if had they not ever asked me to get involved, I still would be going to the Portland Retro Game Expo, and I still would be so endlessly happy for them for for growing the show the way that they have over the last couple of years because they went from they went from the basement of the parking garage at the DoubleTree to the Portland. Con- the Oregon Convention Center, like in a year, they they went from they went from the 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 Crown Plaza to the the DoubleTree, which was a was a slightly larger space, but didn't really have any air conditioning or mm. running water. I remember <laughs> the year like they that. went out to the airport. Uh, uh, by day. And then and then last year was their first year at the Oregon Convention Center, and man, this this show has turned into something so amazing and so much fun. Uh, in fact, even Teo, my co-host at Dangerous Kids, admitted that he was more excited for the Retro Game Expo this year than he was for PAX.
0: It's an impressive lineup between the speakers, the panels, the events, the cosplay contest, the Geek Less show on Friday, Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, the vendors that are going to be there, and then you've got the artists that yeah. are going to have their booths and their merch. And then you've got just hanging around a giant convention space with like-minded fans.
1: And yeah. and and the crowd isn't completely unmanageable. And right. I think that's I think that's what Teo really uh, what kind of made Teo say what he said was because Pax is fantastic. Right, Pax is amazing,
0: but it's a madhouse.
1: But it is it's it's a <laughs> madhouse. There's a shit ton of people yeah. that are stuffing themselves into the Washington Convention Center. Uh, here here in Oregon, for the Portland Retro Game Expo, much more manageable crowd. You don't have tons of lines if you want to go to a panel you can reasonably get into a panel without having to stand in line for three hours right so you know it's it's it, i think i think a lot of the folks that go to the portland retro game expo they have a they have a really fun time because it's a lot of nerdery in one big room without being without the overbearing social anxiety stuff that comes with being in a you know shoulder to shoulder
0: a Large scale Comic Con, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's it's not nearly the madhouse as some of the other bigger cons. And so, um, man, I'm I'm so looking forward to this weekend, man. I, I, I'm I'm kind of getting excited just sitting here thinking about it. It's still a week away,
0: yep. <laughs> but here we are talking about it. So uh, that's gonna do it for our show this week. Um, I'd like to thank Switch for coming out to talk about the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Anytime, buddy.
1: Anytime. Yeah,
0: so uh, I hope you guys are excited about it as well. Those that can make it, and uh, like I said, keep your eyes on OTL Gaming. We're gonna have some coverage of the show uh, earlier this week, and then uh, the weekend of, uh, we're gonna be. I'm gonna be taking tons of pictures, so I'll look for some awesome photo sets and hopefully some product reviews. Hopefully, hey. I can get my hands on a Retron Five or something.
1: Hey, Eric. Yes. If they have questions or comments or feedback for the show, where can they email you?
0: They can email those to gutcheck at otlgaming.com. <laughs> I like how you work that in there. Soft, softball, softball. Yeah, softballs. No, yeah. no, that was awesome.
1: Um, and, uh, and and of course, uh, they can find the show on Stitcher and on, uh, on iTunes. iTunes.
0: Yeah, and we also have our home uh, based on SoundCloud. It's fantastic.
1: Yep. Look at you guys. Yeah. All all legit. We've
0: we've grown. We've grown leaps and bounds these wonderful weeks. So proud of you. (laughs) So until next time, uh, my name is Eric Windsor. I'm Switch from Dangerous Kids. And we thank you. Have a great day. Bye.
1: Gut Check is produced by Dangerous Kids and is part of the Dangerous Kids Network. Find us online at DangerousKids.net or through otlgaming.com. Music for Gut Check is from the album version of Want You Gone by Jonathan Colton and is used under the Creative Commons license. Gut Check was filmed by a live studio audience.